Hi, welcome back to the second instalment of Adventures in Primary School Teaching. I've got quite a bit to get through actually. I just brainstormed it all just now. I wrote and wrote and I'd love to share some more stories with you. I'm going to start with the types of schools that I've worked in because I've worked in many a school being on supply. They have ranged from big old Victorian schools which have got the highest ceilings in the world and they have got odd shapes and people are squeezed into strange rooms and and yeah they're dripping and they're damp and they've got huge halls as well. They are cold quite a lot of the time, they're very echoey um, especially when you've got 34 year olds tearing around the place. Then you've got the modern day 80s, 90s type building brick and like all on one level usually solid I would say they are really nice actually um, they have got outdoor spaces for particular classrooms and it, they feel cleaner <laughs> they feel a bit more free and not like they're about to fall down on you I've also had a day in an open plan school don't know whether you've ever come across one of those that was in Bristol. It's one of the first of its kind, I think, in the UK. It, because it was a new school, there were there were two two classes, two years, I should say, two years of two classes. So I was teaching the year one class that was six and seven year olds, and. It was a magnificent space, you know, you go in, there's a dog on reception, <laughs> not the office manager, the office manager's dog, pet. So that was lovely to see like an animal in the place, in only in the, the office, but still nice to see. There was a huge slide running down the centre of the, the place, it was on two floors, but it, it looked like it was kind of like a... Uh, an aircraft warehouse it was that sort of space just massive there was a like a helter-skelter slide that went down the middle and kids got to go down it if they'd had a really good day and they'd done something extra special there were also shared toilets and this I found very odd so I went to the loo I went in what because I couldn't find the, the adult toilet so I went in the disabled toilet and I came out and a woman said to me oh you're not supposed to use that toilet we use the same toilets as the children and at the time you know I've come on a long way at being able to express myself and I was thinking about it just now and I thought if somebody said that to me today I'd say well I'm not going to share the toilets with the children okay I'm just not and but I didn't say that so later on when I needed the loo again I went into one and I was like this is just gross <laughs> so I don't know whether that policy has changed but I did go back to my agency later on and say come on this is crazy 
But the actual teaching was also very bizarre because it was, there were two classes of these um, of go, going on and we were teaching the same thing. And I think we were both supply teachers, actually, because both teachers were away on a course. So we both had the same PowerPoint. And so I would start saying, blah, 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 the intro, the learning objective. And I would hear an echo of the guy saying it as well. And we were literally talking word for word, but not quite together. And it was like, you know, when you you're on your mobile phone and somehow there's an echo that's just after you've spoken and for me that's really off-putting so to have this echo the whole time and to have the noise as well from the class next door and from the reception class I didn't quite get the whole big deal about not having walls in between classes I think walls actually are really important one for noise just it was it was a bizarre decision I think to get rid of the walls secondary just to be able to put pictures on the walls that the children have done there's no walls to put pictures on it was very high tech but somehow it didn't work for me and I wonder what it's like now because that was a few years ago so they'll be completely full now of kids how does that work with no walls and a lot of echo hmm i'd like to maybe look at a bit more research about that another school i was in was also a new school it was an academy and that school had no children in it except for one reception class i th- was there one more class i don't think so i think it was just the class i was looking after so when they went out to play all they had was themselves that was it there were no bigger children running around playing football they had acres of space it was eerie really having a whole school without any children in it and again now it will be completely full up it's not often you get to see a school and get to feel a school like that so again another experience lovely school really nice really clean because it was new (laughs) there's no, not so many like grubby hand marks everywhere so what I'm going to do I'm going I've, I've um, made a list of predicaments I've named it predicaments so I thought I'll get through all the stories with a bit of a predicament in them and then I'll finish on all the positive happy things because the the stories with predicaments are also quite juicy you know so as they might be a bit negative but they're also there is a bit kind of a bit of gossip so let's have a look hmm getting locked out without a key it was quite a regular thing until I tried to remember to ask in the morning the office if they had any spare key fobs a lot of schools now have um, digital doors so that you need a special fob to get in and out and I would and and but sometimes most of the time they didn't have a spare one so that's the first thing it's like great I'm a supply teacher I don't know anybody I've got to take these kids out into the playground for PE they're a little bit jumpy they're they're a bit of a a cohort which you know you, you need to be a bit of a sort of major sergeant major with them 
so the last thing I want is not to be able to get in to back into school again which happened luckily there were some nice children who tried to get me back in but the thing was that the door which I needed to go back into was far away from any other door and you know you can't just let kids who you you don't really know like run off to try and get in a different door for you so I did have to wait for for people to to see me banging on the door or hear me banging on the door in the corridor to try and let me in so security wise okay but they don't make it easy for supply teachers to um don't give them an easy job same with other schools where there are challenging children in your class you haven't really got any information on them um and you can get into a class and be like right okay so we've got this one over here who is kind of on her own don't make her annoyed or anything because she'll just kick off and I remember once she ran out of the classroom I didn't have any help so in that situation you have to get a sensible child though you know you've just arrived so you don't actually really know if they're sensible or not to go to a different class to tell them about it and it's like you're just angry at that point because you've got there and you're trying to do your best but you haven't got any support and any help and I remember in that same class I was particularly irritated because on the whole teachers of the actual class they always leave work and I really appreciate that but this particular teacher hadn't left any instructions at all and so I had to try and figure out what the course of the day was going to entail and one thing was that I needed to photocopy all these pages because that's one thing about teaching you use so much paper it's crazy it's like out of control the amount of stuff that needs to be stuck in books I went to the photocopier and I wasn't the earliest of birds on that particular day I I expected work to be there and it wasn't and then I needed to go and do all this extra stuff so by the time the class was in I'd only just finished the photocopying needed to get back to class needed to do the register and I was a little bit flustered so I got these girls I asked these girls could you cut these this this piece of aval paper in half but there were 30 of them so they needed just to cut it in half and then that was going to be um, each child's A5 bit of paper basically so I start the class and I let everybody know who I am and I look over a little bit later on and I see that these kids cannot cut and I'm like oh my goodness I could have done that in five minutes with a guillotine but of course there wasn't a guillotine around and they've gone they look like they're just in a nursery class when they were about seven or eight and and I'm gonna have to get the kids to stick these in their books because there was no time to get more photocopies and the teacher's gonna see them so I just thought oh I can't win you know I try my best and still things come up against me and at the time when you've got time pressures and you've got to get to assembly then it's all it all just does get a bit on top of you and that is the reason why people don't do supply work because they get themselves involved in those sort of situations that school actually they had a really really weird clap 
So in assembly, on a Friday, you have something called celebration assembly, and it can go on for hours. It felt like at least an hour, maybe an hour and 10 minutes. And for kids to sit that long, I mean, it's a celebration of work, but it's still really boring, you know. And usually, you know, you just clap, don't you? you clap, 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 well done, next person. But throughout the whole of this assembly, I'm going to just tap. They, they clap like this every maybe 10 seconds. I thought that was such an odd decision. You know, that's come from the head. And the head said, no, in assembly, now we're going to clap like this. So, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I remember being in a class that we had art for the afternoon. Art, I thought, amazing, that's gonna be a lot of fun. The teacher was so happy to go off and have some time out doing um, his marking or whatever. And he didn't really do art, that wasn't his thing. So I was like, yay, innocent old me, or innocent young me. So the art was to color in rainbow stripes onto some A4 paper with wax crayons and then get glue and black paint mixed together, slather it all over the top and then let it dry because then they were going to make sort of firework patterns and see the colourful fireworks wax crayons underneath. Okay, so I'm on my own with 30 children who have got black paint and glue all over their tables and I don't think we even had newspaper. I have never been so stressed in my whole life, I don't think. By the end of it, when they were putting this sticky black pieces of floppy paper into the drying rack, (laughs) which was near their coats, like they could really hold it. It was all sort of wet and they were trying to lift up those... um, like wire racks that have lots of different sections to them and they were lifting it up and then more black paint was getting on the walls and was getting on their coats and in their hair and by the end of it I couldn't wait to leave that and and I would never have thought at the beginning of that lesson that black paint and glue could go so horribly wrong but now I do know that (laughs) another time actually because it's gearing up for Christmas now isn't it in schools and I remember doing art in in a class and I got the glitter out but because I was it was when I was a student and I thought it would be okay to leave whole pots of glitter on the table rather than sprinkling a little bit into a smaller paint pot for them to use so I put these big vats of glitter on the tables and by the end of that session all the glitter had gone and it had gone all over everything it had gone all over their hair over their bums over the seats because they were sitting on it the seats were made of this weird plastic so obviously the glitter was sticking to the seats it was all over the floor it was amazing it looked like this starry sky because the carpet was quite dark so that to me was a real success to make a sparkly carpet The teaching assistant wasn't so happy 
didn't like glitter in the slightest and just had to deal with it from there on in up until the cleaners probably did a a, a bit more of a clean over the Christmas holidays. So I wasn't in her good books, but I do remember us all lining up and all this glitter in everybody's hair. And I was a bit of a, a cheeky rebel. So I'm glad that happened. I'm also remembering something else at that school where I was in a staff meeting in like a, a yearly, a year meeting. And we were all in my classroom just chatting and it was hot and I could hear thunder coming and I was bored and it was getting to the end. And then the clouds opened and there was just rain everywhere I should say the heavens opened and there was just rain so much rain so I just got up and walked outside and stood in the rain with my arms open because back then I was a real hippie and it was just so beautiful in this poor London estate to get washed by this heavy rain and I went back in and they were like oh didn't know where you'd gone just just disappeared and yeah I said I like the rain. (laughs) Some schools are quite strict on their exercise book policy. A lot of schools aren't and are okay with children gluing in their own work in maybe not so much of a tidy way. But a particular school I'm thinking of, an outstanding school, would monitor the state of all the the workbooks of the children and if they weren't good enough they would make them do it again so i was in a class where that happened and the teacher told me look they're not happy with this work so you're going to have to tell them they need to do it all again and when i told the class this some of the girls started crying because they said look we've worked so hard on this and now you're just going to make us cover it over. And I felt like a bit of a go-between, really, because I knew that it was wrong. But at the same time, you know, I'd been told by the head to do it. So with those particular girls, I, I took them aside and I, I left the books out and, and said, look, just do it on the, the paper, but we, let's not stick it in. And then we'll talk to your teacher. But I did feel like they were quite, they were a bit too strict and that particular head, I heard she took, she didn't like Dr. Zeus or Dr. Zeus, which is the official name. She didn't like his books and she took all of them out of the library. And he's one of my favourite authors. So I was immediately like, hmm, who are you, you know? And yeah, just her and the, the deputy head, they were always a bit kind of slimy, really, and just a bit snaky with their behaviour was always really wary of them. Yeah, ties for kids. I don't know about that. Um, Yeah, I went to this school. It was Christmas. It was a Christmas pantomime and the children were doing a dress rehearsal. And so I arrived and the children were getting changed. And then they did it and we came back and off we go getting ready again. And I realised they haven't just got ties with elasticated bands around them for ease. They've got actual ties and they're four years old. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, these kids can't tie shoelaces. That's another thing. Parents who put their kids aged four with sho- in shoelaces, shoes with shoelaces. It used to drive me crazy because 
they would always come undone like all the time for whatever reason they would like the most rubbish laces ever and they'd always be walking around with with undone laces if there weren't adults around to help them it just seemed crazy to to put everybody in a situation like that and actually there was a girl in nursery who came in with shoes which like had squeaks in them literally every single step went like a dog toy and I thought is that so that they know where she is or is there another reason why she would they would want to hear her squeak every single step she made but it it did drive the 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 actual teacher a bit loopy so I think she had a word with her later on and said please like let her wear a different pair of of shoes to school most teachers are really lovely they are sweet and they're polite and I really appreciate observing them and and, and listening to them and, and being in their presence because I, there's always something to learn from from a teacher. There was one particular teacher who spoke to her class in such a beautiful way. She would say, David, may you go and get that book over there for me, please? May you or may we all get on with our work now, please? It was a delight to hear that sweet tone and the politeness of her expression it was filtering down into their into their little hearts and i i've always taken that phrase and, and enjoyed using it at the right time there are sometimes though teachers who i was not just wary of but just completely disturbed by there was one teacher who I looked after her class a few times. She hated mess, but she's in a reception class and that's all they do is make mess. And she would get so angry in the way she spoke to them that even, you know, even I was frightened. So the kids must have been really frightened. She just had a way which just wasn't very nice. It was, it was scary. And I actually told my agency that I didn't want to work there again because I didn't like her attitude. And I was able to do that that time and express myself. But before, um, I worked at another school and there was a, a teaching assistant, very young, like 18, 19, in a class, a regular class. I was just covering for the afternoon. She shouted at this one little girl and made her cry. And then when she cried, the the TA was like, oh, come here. Oh, I'm you know, not saying sorry, but I don't think she realised, like, the extent of what she was doing and, and then, like, rectified it. She was from up north, she, you know, maybe northern ladies, they're a bit more, a bit more firm. But this was going beyond that, really. And at the time, though, I was new inexperienced and I didn't have a voice really so I didn't say anything to anybody there was another woman in the class as well so it's not like it wasn't known and I was yeah it was just one day that I did I'm making excuses really I wish now and I would do now I would say you know that attitude is is too much and and I wouldn't say it to her personally because you know I'm not gonna I don't want a kicking off in my face but I would tell the head 
totally that I, I, I did not appreciate her behavior at all yeah the things you learn with experience and age <laughs> strangely and sadly in other schools the heads encourage teachers like that or teaching assistants like that and in one particular catholic school if a boy or a girl were in trouble or had done something that the head didn't like the head would say go and get insert name this person to sort them out and this ta would come in she was an irish lady and she would have such a go at them but the head encouraged it you know so there's a something really weird going on there um it's a totally different way of of dealing with with a situation um so that's um, a sorry and a sad part of some of the supply work that i saw a couple of times and it's like god i did it twice i worked in so many different schools and i got calls from my agency often like I might have been driving I might just at any point I could get a call and whoosh and and I wasn't into I don't I don't actually understand how I managed to make it through and and like not miss more but I don't really know before I had a calendar on my iPhone what I did I, I think I had a diary but on a couple of occasions I missed going to school when I should have been there and I'd be in bed and they'd call me they'd be like Holly where are you like oh my god I'm at home I forgot that I was working and it's just the worst feeling when you're supposed to be somewhere and you're not and as as good a person as I am I felt terrible in those situations because they couldn't get anybody else there either so when it happened the second time and I got told off um I I got I sorted myself out and my, the second time wasn't really my fault because I, I got things in in line to, to after the first time and then some weird thing happened with my technology and my phone swapping phones or something so I missed that one um, but yeah it never happened again after that I was totally strict with myself I always became a bit paranoid about checking and rechecking like what I was doing the next day because um, I was I felt really bad about those two once I had to work in a year six class I hadn't been to the school before and I didn't quite know what to expect when I got there I was told that I was going to work for an hour in each class through the school over the day because the teachers had to leave for a certain time so I started um off young and then went all the way up to year six now when it got to year five they were trouble, you know, they they weren't listening to me. And as much as I can sparkle and shine to young children when they've still got that sweet imagination, when they get older, some of them are like that and some of them do want to be treated like little kids still, but others roll their eyes and get annoyed. And I feel quite out of my depth with the older children. They are so big, it feels like, even though, like I've said before, they are children. They just feel massive. (laughs) So when it got to year six, I was up there and, you know, they're only supposed to, the teacher was supposed to be out an hour. They were out two hours maybe. And I had these kids who were bored and didn't want to do the work 
and they were throwing things and I just I just didn't know I was like nobody's helping me like what a stupid situation to be in and luckily eventually it ended and I didn't work in that school again to be treated like that sometimes I got trouble from parents not really too often sometimes there were child protection issues like I had to keep the child from the parent because there was like a a court order against them and things that was quite difficult Um, once again because you just go in for a day it's so difficult to just know what on earth is going on you're just really just swimming above water and fighting for survival really just to get through the day learn their names like get them from a to b if they need to be got um and this one class it was a very deprived area really challenging and we'd been doing pe there was a particular girl who this was like a six seven year olds particular girl who whose mother didn't want her getting changed with the other children so she had to get changed on her own okay and then home time came and you know 30 children me on my own I didn't see that the little girl had her skirt tucked into her underwear her mother was absolutely furious with me and went to see the head and at the time rather than just apologizing I was more in a what's the word I was a bit more feisty then I didn't just pacify the situation I was like oh give me a break you know I've got 30 children here she was like I've got six children and I know exactly what they're all doing at all the times and oh I just you know I I didn't say sorry and I should have said sorry just to pacify the situation you know really 30 children I might have seen it and I would have sorted it out but when you're put on the spot like that over something very surprising, um, yeah, you, you just learn from hindsight about trying to pacify a situation like that. Okay, so we're going to go on to the amazing things now. The kindness star, the beautiful star that I would put on the board and write everybody's name in who was wonderful and who was being kind to other children. Um, they would all try and get on there if they could they'd all start being really really nice to each other and that was always very sweet to see they would go too far sometimes and and anything I wanted they'd run over and give it to me just to try and get on the star and I'd say come on you know just because you're 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 offering me something it doesn't always mean you're going to get on there but thank you anyway I love the sound of children singing in the morning. Sometimes I'd hear them singing and I'd be in the playground and all their echo, its echoes would just flutter and fly around the buildings and it always made me really smile to, to know and to hear that the, the children were singing and it always cheered me up. <laughs> I tried to get some children in nursery interested in something that was amazing to me. We were in suburbia and I looked out and saw, um, we were in the playground but in a suburban type area, on the roof of one of the houses there was a stalk 
sitting, it might have been a heron, no, it was a heron, a heron sitting on the roof and there was another heron flying around it in some sort of mating ritual. And I thought, oh my gosh, we're in the middle of the, uh, we're up north in the middle of suburbia and we've got two herons mating. And I'm like, kids, kids, look, look, look. And they must have looked for about two seconds and then gone, boring, we want to go on our bikes instead. So I laugh about things like that, that what's exciting to me definitely isn't exciting to a four-year-old. I remember children sneaking, two girls sneaking under a table in in the home corner, we used to call it, where you could, where there was the cooker and the saucepans and the food. And we had this this food that had been sellotaped up so that they couldn't get into it but they'd managed to get into these small packets of cornflakes and we found them under the table scoffing them together. I love seeing animals in school. I saw once these chickens running across a lawn in a school. It's so sweet just to get the children involved in 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 looking after animals and those particular hens they were bantam hens so they had furry leg warmers so it's quite fun to see them zooming across the the land as the head was sort of being very serious in a, in a staff meeting and I was daydreaming and looking out the window at furry chickens. <laughs> I used to love playing outdoor games with the children I loved playing duck duck goose you go around the so traditional games go around the circle tapping heads saying duck 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 and then goose and running round they loved that i'd let them change it so they might say banana banana sausage <laughs> or really silly things superman superman robocop whatever um fruit salad as well they were all given a fruit strawberry peach plum apricot and when I called out peaches they had to run stand up and run and and go and sit in somebody else's place and then I would add two fruits and three fruits and by the end I'd say fruit salad and all the children completely hyper would run around and that would be it really there'd be no more sitting down and that's one thing with children when you tell them right go on off you go just sort of have a run around they always run off to the farthest point possible and I'm like no come back I just meant just in this bit here so that was one thing I learned to always say right you must be in these lines here you can't go out of the lines and it was a kind of pretend wall that I found was really useful in getting them to stay at least nearer to you than very, very far off in the distance. I remember when I left my job where I stayed for six months in a reception class, I wanted to give them something fun and colourful, but I didn't want it to be sweets. So I ordered a load of bouncy balls, small bouncy balls online, and I put them in a bowl with tissue paper and it, they just looked like the most delectable sweets ever. They were so beautiful and colourful, just to the eye, it was lush. And I put them on the side. Within a few minutes, I could <laughs> I could see them all over the classroom. So I made them put them all back until the end of the session. But it was just a lovely thing because I think there's a bit too many, too much sweets that goes round in schools, like, chewy things and not very good things that make kids hyper so I wanted to think about something different and I did and yeah I'm sure they lost the balls within about five seconds of being outside 
but it was great to see their faces and little faces getting like this magical colourful thing and I know as a child I used to love bouncy balls so much. That's it for now, my second episode of Teaching Fun. I do miss it, I miss reading children's stories and giggling with them on the carpet, that's my favourite bit. I've got lots of fond memories and I'm really happy that I've been able to share them with you too. Have yourself a really great evening. See you.